0: Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another video of my dear spiritual child letter to you from me, not me, Pastor Deborah, but me, Agapi Love himself. Yeah. Remember, we have been reading and working through a letter that this most loving father Called Agape Love, the great I am, had me write down for him to send to you. I wrote it out years ago, mailed it out, sent teddy bears with it. Yeah, you want to see the one I sent out? Let me get him for you. There he is. This was little Teddy with a beautiful heart. Mm-hmm. I got him during Valentine's time at Walmart. I would buy him and send him with this letter out to horrible, evil, wicked people. Mm -hmm. Out in the occult, multi-generational Satanism. I sent him to counts, Mm -hmm. to world leaders, to judges, to policemen. I sent him all over the world with this letter that I've been reading to you. So this was the teddy that went, whoops, this is the teddy that went with the letter. He's so cute. He carries that loving heart from agape love himself to you. So let's get into the letter. Say bye, teddy. He's not real, you know. He's just a stuffed teddy bear. But he was the symbol bringing a heart of love to those who were so evil and wicked, had done evil and bad things to children, to animals, to the planet, to nations, to people, to each other. Teddy and a letter was sent. And this is part number 10 of my dear spiritual child letter from the Heavenly Father, Agape Love himself. So let's get started. I'm going to put Teddy down. I do not use a green screen with this wonderful motion video from Pixabay. I'm recording through Zoom in my living room. So welcome, welcome to my living room. Yeah, it's behind me. It comes through every once in a while because without a green screen or some other kind of screen behind me, the background comes through, which is my living room. I've tried big ones, too big. I've tried homemade ones, too cumbersome. I've tried ones that fit on a chair, not big enough. So I hope you don't mind if my hair does some weird things or if my hand sort of just disappears like that during the video. Mm -hmm. It's much easier to just sit down, plug in my Yeti microphone, my camera, Get a motion video by Pixabay and record without having to set up a green screen. That's right. I don't have a dedicated space. I have a little space by a door. Behind me is a big desk. Mm -hmm. I have bookcases, chairs, teddy bears, a big wardrobe. It's a closet. I have more desk, more tables. On the other side of the living room, there's a TV, two sofas. More desk. Yeah, this is a well-used living room, but welcome to it. But really, spiritually, when I teach, we're out in the realm of the spirit for your spirit. So we're going to begin part number 10 of my dear spiritual child letter. From him, agape love himself to you. So let's begin with what? Prayer, that's right. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are with us today in your Holy Spirit, the spiritual teacher for our spirit. You bring words of agape love from the great I am. You bring hope and freedom, words of deliverance and healing. You bring us our own lessons. That we must learn so we can grow and become mature and be about the Father's business here on earth. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us, teaching us and guiding us, helping our spirit and our soul to perceive and understand, to take in and transform themselves into what you desire us to be. A child made in your image. And your likeness. And if there are precious, precious forever people here, the eternal spirit, and they are not your children yet, Father, while I'm teaching, reading your letter, birth them out of the soul's dark dungeons of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Birth them again as a caterpillar out of its cocoon bring new life right here during the teaching, if their heart desires it, Father. If not, we just work with what we got. So, Father, we thank you for being here and teaching us so that we can hear your words of love to us. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. In part number nine, we had been talking about all the learning that you were going to have to do to mature and all the different things you were going to be learning. And you were going to have to learn to call on God, this agape love, your spiritual father for help. And he will answer you. Now, he might have to correct you. He might have to sit you down. I just saw that. Out on LinkedIn, some evangelist guy from another country did an hour and something video. And YouTube took it off. Said he had misinformation about some COVID thing going around the world. Hmm. And I asked God, what is going on? God set him down. God will work through YouTube. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing God's work the way God does, he calls himself an evangelist. I waited for the prayer just like I gave to you. I waited for prayers of repentance, salvation, not one. He points his finger at you. He's bold and angry, not one prayer to help you get saved, born again, to help you ask God for forgiveness of whatever. Not once. And I had already talked to him that he needed to add those elements to his teaching. He did on one. And ever since then, nothing. So I asked God, what happened? Who took him down? He said, I did. Mm -hmm. God will do that to you if you're not about his work and you're using titles that you do not do. I am a pastor. That's a shepherd, a spiritual mother, a guardian, a protector, a warrior. I have to do it spiritually in my teaching and my thoughts on LinkedIn, with people on LinkedIn, all over the world. And if I don't do it correctly, and I'm, if I'm angry and mad, pointing my finger at you, that's not a loving image and likeness of the Father. He doesn't treat children that way. That's abuse. And this person wasn't even doing evangelism. He was speaking to believers. There was long, long scriptures, no teaching. And YouTube took him off, took his video down, said he had misinformation about COVID. You have to be careful when you are a teacher of God. I go to God and say, what is going on with that stuff? What do you want me to say and do? So remember, I'm trying to reach those people who are in the media, who are in other countries, cultures, religions, high political parties, leaders, world leaders, city leaders, school board people, unions, everybody. And you have to be careful in how you present your body, your words, your hands. I hold mine down here in my lap. I don't want you looking at my hands. I want you listening to me. So that that evangelist or so-called evangelist, he didn't learn. He didn't listen to wise words from a pastor, a shepherd. He didn't look. Oh, they just think it's all YouTube's problem. No, it's not. God will work through and use YouTube. Mm -hmm. They're a wonderful group of people. they have a hard place to be in. We have to be praying for them, blessing them, asking blessings for every person there. That God will see them worthy of using them. Mm -hmm. So a lot of pastors don't know how to talk. And this one didn't seem to. So his video was taken down. Yeah, I guess he didn't ask God. And God didn't talk to him. He just. A lot of people think it was the enemy. The enemy can only do that if they have permission. The enemy has to come to God and say, "Uh, your person? (laughs) They ain't being what they call themselves. They're a false evangelist, a false prophet, a false teacher. And I want permission to take them off, take them down. And God will look at the video. He will look and he'll go, go right ahead, Satan. You have my permission. You have to be very careful when you work for this God, Pastor Deborah knows about that mm-hmm. You also have to learn how to do things afraid in fear. You don't know how many times I've taken deep breaths. Okay, let's go, god Mm-hmm. yeah, you have you will be afraid of situations, people, words, outcomes. Maybe of getting this COVID. And you have to do things afraid sometimes, but you can't let that fear of death, fear of being lonely, fear of being cut off from the world, friends, restaurants, ball games interfere with you. You must go forward. And you cannot let the fear win. You have to overcome the fear with faith, strength, not in you, but you have to reach to this father. Say, please help me. I don't know what I need, but I need to overcome this fear. I need you to strengthen me, be with me, help me walk through it, overcome it. And he will. The Holy Spirit of this wonderful agape love, this God himself, the great I am. He is your spiritual teacher. He is here on the planet. He's inside Pastor Deborah. He will help my spirit. He'll teach and bring revelations. Help me to understand spiritual things, words, concepts. He helps me to look at the natural world as a shadow of the realm of the spirit. He will come to you and live in his Holy of holies, deep in your spirit, if you give this God permission for him to be your father, the son that went to a cross will take his sacrifice and apply it to your life before the judge of the universe and say, judgment is complete, the sins are forgiven, mercy has been applied, they are innocent. And then the Holy Spirit will do the work. And then the Son will present you, Christ Jesus himself, will present you to the King, the Father, in the throne room of God, as a treasure out of the darkness. One who was lost, a prodigal, one who was lost from him, and he will Introduce you to the Father as His inheritance, His child that was lost to Him. That's sort of how it works. So the Holy Spirit will come into your spiritual, forever person's heart, its mind, and will be your spiritual teacher, your guide, your comforter. He will help you everything your spirit needs. He will teach you many things through the word of God, through pictures, movies, songs, cartoons, fairy tale books, games, nature, animals, circumstances. He'll teach through people. He'll teach you about the spiritual kingdom of heaven. We have some samples down here. When you have kings and queens of nations, and when you look at political parties, the desire of authority and dominion, mm-hmm, you'll hear a lot about the king of pop, the king of this, the king of that. There's something in us that desires to be royalty. Whether it's royal royalty in Hollywood or royalty and kings of something, there's something in us because that's in our spirit. We have to learn that we are a king, and we are a king, a representative of a kingdom called heaven. A king is not a religious title. It's a political ambassador, a government official. Mm -hmm. We also got to learn that this is an ancient land and kingdom, heaven, and it has a government. It has rules and laws, a system. And we have to learn about it. It's called the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. There's spiritual laws in it, of it, for it, to keep it in peace, love, and harmony, and joy. There's spiritual judgments if they're broken. And they were established from way back in the very beginning. There's spiritual justice. Everyone is judged on what he thinks, what he feels, why he does things, his desires. Mm -hmm. That's right. The kingdom of heaven has blessings. It desires to give to every one of us, but it also lays out the curses that come when we become disobedient. We'll use that evangelist. I would say... Taking a video down by YouTube for providing some kind of misinformation, something about the COVID, I think. That is not a blessing. Mm -hmm. That's more of a curse. Mm -hmm. Now, he will blame YouTube. And he will be angry and bitter. Mm -hmm. You won't blame God. But he doesn't understand he's a child of God. When you're a child of God, your God, your king, he makes the decisions about your efforts, your YouTube videos on earth. If they are misrepresenting him, his kingdom, the title you bear, if you are not representing it correctly, where he is glorified out there in the world, he will take you down. But he allows that to happen through many ways. Mm -hmm. His enemy will come. And if there is no reason, no, nothing there, he can't win. I'll tell you how that works. Years ago, I was outside watering my garden and I always talked to God and wanted blessings. And it was getting ready to storm. And rain, and I thought, oh, what a blessing it would be if God would just let it rain. I could sit on my back porch and watch it rain, and I would be blessed. Now, I knew that. I also knew the history of God in storms and in lightning. Mm-hmm. So I heard this voice. Now, it wasn't in me. It was near me. It was sweet and kind. And it said, if you will put the garden hose down, I will bless you with rain. I thought it was him. The voice wasn't ugly, mean, cruel. So I just put the garden hose down and went and sat down on my screen porch. 30 minutes went by an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. Two and a half hours, no rain. And I said, God, what is going on? You said. And then I go. That wasn't him speaking to me. It was another voice. And how that came about is for about five years before that day. Every single Sunday for three hours, I would watch the Gospel of John movie wherever I went, on my laptop, on the videos, out from YouTube. And in that, you learn that Christ Jesus says that his sheep hear his voice and they will not listen to or follow or obey any other voice because that would mean they were not his sheep. You can hear a voice. It's the obedience part that he was looking for. So I heard a voice, thought it was God, but it wasn't. And I obeyed that voice that I thought was God, which it wasn't. And I put the garden hose down. Satan had gone to God, just like he did with this other this evangelist, challenged God and said, she is not your sheep. You go and let me speak to her. And if she obeys what I tell her to do, then she's not one of your sheep. She's mine. That was the deal. We read that in Job, back in the Bible, Job. was a faithful man, but he would get up every day and he was so fearful. He knew his kids were doing sin, doing things they shouldn't. So he'd have sacrifices, trying to plead for God to be kind and gracious and forgiving to his children. Well, we read in the book of Job, Satan went before God in the throne room. Yes, he can go up there. He's not completely banished. And he challenged God. Over Job, Satan said, oh, he only will bless you because you have given him many blessings. He only praise you, give you the glory because you have blessed him. You got a hedge of protection around him. You take that hedge of protection around you. Let me touch his family. And I bet you, God, Job will curse you. So God said, "Okay," And down Satan came with tornadoes, lightning, fires killed all his children, stole all their sheep. Oh, it was a horrible day for Job. But Job said, blessed be the Lord God Almighty. So that didn't do it. So Satan went back up, said, hey, you got something else around that, Job. You let me touch his body with sickness and disease, and he will curse you. I promise you that. He's not this great person you think he is. God said, you may do that, but you cannot kill him. See, God was in control. God was making the final decisions. So Satan came down and touched Job and gave him boils or something. Oh, he was horrible. His wife was even telling him, just curse God and die. You don't want to have those kind of friends or relations or people in your life when you're going through some personal sickness and disease. Then his free friends came. They all sat together and it was some kind of conversation. In the end, Job held. Said, I will not curse God. God gave me life. He can take life. He's in control. I will bless God no matter what and through. And God restored everything back to him. So it's the obedience and the praise. So here Satan is. Pastor Deborah's out watering. I obeyed him. Didn't know it was him. Because you know what I forgot to do? There's a test in the New Testament in First John. Mm-hmm. And it's called test and try every spirit. For many spirits of the Antichrist have gone out into the world. And there was a test I was to speak and ask of that spirit. Whose master and Lord, do you serve? I didn't do that. I had done that earlier in my life when a spirit wanted to be one with me and because I knew that was supposed to do it, but I didn't do it this time. Why? I don't know. Laziness, maybe. Just assuming every voice that you hear is God because it was sweet. I was in obedience to that voice. I didn't test it and try it. So when I realized that, I asked God to forgive me for not applying the test that I knew I should do. I didn't try the spirit to see if it was really God himself. And I obeyed that spirit. God was holding Satan off till I could come to my senses and I could get forgiven and washed. So God forgave me. And he took my words and my deeds and threw them away. No evidence. And then I sat there. And I watched Satan spiritually come into the throne room, actually into the courtroom where God was sitting as judge of the universe. And Satan said, I have my evidence for you that your special Pastor Deborah, who you claim is one of your sheep. She's not. She heard my voice. She listened to me and she obeyed me. She's mine. You give her up, sort to speak. And the judge says, where is your evidence of that fact? Satan always records our words, our thoughts, our deeds. Says, let me get the video for you. Let me get the audio for you and I'll play it. Because if you don't understand courtrooms, judges, defense attorney, prosecuting attorneys. Okay. Okay. I had to learn that. You'll have to go many times to the courtroom of the universe and defend yourself, defend what you're doing, defend the word of God. I had to do that in order to prove I had a right to go to hell and preach the gospel down there. I had to go into the courtroom and present the evidence that I had the keys to hell, death, and the grave. And that I had authority and dominion given to me. And I had even authority over my own death. I had to plead that case with evidence from the word of God against Satan. And I learned that from many different ways. So here it was on this day. Satan comes before the judge to present his evidence that I was no longer one of Christ Jesus's sheep. Because I had obeyed another voice. Now, this is something you're going to have to learn. Well, he went to show the video completely blank. Play the audio tapes, nothing there. They had all been destroyed. When I repented for the sin of not trying the spirit. Being ignorant. Just blindly obeying. That voice that sounded sweet like God. But because I caught myself and I was given time to correct, all the evidence was thrown away into the sea of forgetfulness, destroyed. Ooh, was Satan mad? Well, you're going to take the same test again. So a few days later, I'm outside again and I hear a voice talking to me, telling me to put it down or to do something. I can't remember now. It's so many years ago. And I said, "Uh uh-uh, what master do you serve? Oh, I serve the Lord. That's not good enough. There was a specific test the spirit had to pass. He had to say they serve the Lord God, Christ Jesus, who went to a cross, died, rose again on the third day, was born in the city of Bethlehem, was the image and likeness of his father, the son of God. They had to say that. And I learned the angels, if they speak to you, they have to be tested as well. And they do not mind taking the test. They want you to be safe. They want to bring their message to you from him. I want you to believe that it is him who's talking to you. Even the Holy Spirit, they do not mind you testing them. There's too many spirits, familiar spirits, ancestors that are out here talking to people. So that was a test that I had to take and learn. Here on earth, you will take them too. And there's so, so much more you're going to have to learn. God the Most High, the Holy Spirit is there. He will help you. He will help you to remember and learn and mature and understand the kingdom of heaven. That you are its governor here on earth. He will help you. You say you will learn some new math. One plus one equals one. Huh? Yes. One plus one equals one. God, who is three, but one plus you, one equals one. You in Christ, you in God, you in the Holy Spirit. You are a three-part system, but you're one. Now, when that three-part system of Father, Son, Holy Ghost is in you, you really are four. But you must fold yourself into and become and think as the mind of Christ did. You must be a royal ambassador, a politician, and only speak what the Heavenly Father says in love. Mm -hmm. And when you pass your test, you will also learn how to be a judge, to have authority and dominion. Mm -hmm. This is how God, the Most High your heavenly father, and Christ Jesus' relationship was. We learned that God was in Christ. That's the spirit part, the anointed king of the kingdom of heaven. And Christ was in him. They were two, but they were one. They were in partnership, deep, intimate partnership. Spiritually, and they were working through the soul of Jesus and his physical body. So he had partnerships with the body, the soul, words, spirit, some of his deeds, he just thought them and they were done because that spirit work. And he says, I want you to develop that relationship with Christ Jesus, with the Holy Spirit and with the father. Just like the example of Christ Jesus was. God in a human. That's what Emmanuel means. I just saw a wonderful video about NASA and science saying, what's going to happen if we discover aliens on other planets like Mars or beyond? Is there a difference between aliens and humans? So they're going and they are working with theologians and church teachers. So when these questions come up, they can help explain what are these creatures? Are they human? How will this uh, affect the word of God? And what will people think? Well, I'll tell you, there are other creatures. they are spiritual ones you can't see. There's other ones out there in the millions and billions of galaxies. We are to go into all worlds, all nations, and to teach and preach and immerse. That means baptize every creature and through the word of God. Mm -hmm. But first, you got to pass the test here on earth so you can be trusted to go out there. See all those galaxies. All those planets and stars to go through black holes, go to moons and planets. You have to be tested first here. You have to be then an explorer, trusted to go out and take this good news of this father and his kingdom to all the places in the natural world and to every creature in the realm of the spirit. So we're to develop this deep, spiritual, intimate relationship with God, agape love himself, and his son, the word of God, made flesh through the governor of the kingdom of heaven, our spiritual teacher, the Holy Spirit. This takes a long time to develop If you notice in childhood, in human child, babies have one relationship as an infant, as a toddler, as a child, as a young adult, as a full-grown adult. And then as a mature, elderly person, relationships change, but intimacy can stay the same. So he's saying grow and mature. Be about the father's business in all the world's in every land and nation, to every creature, wherever they are. They might be alien to us, but we're probably alien to them. Go. Forwards in time. We're also going to be time travelers when we get to meet all the people of the Bible. Mm -hmm. We'll go. Will they be coming forward in time? Well, there is no time in the spirit realm. There is no end in that realm. There's the end of natural world. That's right. So it'll be God, the Holy Spirit, and Christ Jesus, the word of God, and you. And you can't go wrong with that. His words of spirit and life will live in you, guide you, protect you, comfort you, help you to grow, feed you, and nourish you. And they will tell you spiritually that we, the forever person, the spirit part of us, which is not a male or a female, it's non-gendered. It is pure light. Mm -hmm. You can see that in an early, early Star Trek television show back in the 60s, I think. Don't remember the name of it, but it was when Captain Kirk and one of the Klingons landed on a planet and they were very docile, sheep-like people there. They weren't frightened. Uh, Captain Kirk was afraid the Klingons were going to enslave them and they were going to try to protect them. And they just couldn't get these people to understand any of that. And they didn't seem worried about it. And it just befuddled both the Klingons and Captain Kirk. Well, one day they were in this house. And these people, who looked just like Captain Kirk, sort of humanoid, said, we're not worried about this. Here We don't understand. He said, let us show you. And the physical body started dissolving in a bright, brilliant light. Something like these. Just hanging in midair. Pure energy. And Captain Kirk realized these people had only taken on a false, an imaginary humanoid shape. Because they're real. Appearance. Their real life was a pure light of energy that could take on any form. And that's how the resurrected Christ is. He is just pure, glorious, radiant light, energy, something like you might see over there. And it can take on any shape and form it desires. So these docile people, these sheepish people, took on some mild-mannered humanoid forms. But the real them was pure, pure light. And Captain Kirk realized they have evolved way beyond where we are. They are some kind of creatures we don't know anything about. So both him and the Klingons just left that planet. They weren't going to touch those people. You ain't going to mess with them. They're so far above you, beyond you. They are not like you. And we're to think like that. So our spirit man becomes like that in full maturity. It looks like a baby. You'll see a lot of smaller ones here. But it's supposed to grow and grow. And the spirit man can now, when it's back with its father in that relationship, it can go to the throne room and it can kneel before the king, can be in his presence. It will receive grace and mercy and help here on earth to have confidence in itself and as a child of the most high God. And God desires that you to grow. Mm-hmm, and mature. So now, instead of spiritually traveling to safe places, to go into trances, to create worlds for your soul and spirit to live in, to live in when you are so afraid that you disassociate and you try to create worlds, one of the best ones to see, okay is you can watch a movie called The Three Faces of Eve, how trauma forced a young child to create. When this young child was forced to kiss her dead grandmother as a custom, it was so traumatic. She was about maybe three that she was forced, her soul and spirit created other people called personalities to kiss the mother, and to survive. Mm -hmm. You can also see that in many other ways, that the spirit will create other things to help it. We'll live in fantasy worlds. Maybe we'll start living through the metaverse. Mm -hmm. All to cope with trauma and abuse. And God says, you don't have to do that anymore. I'll be there to help you. And if you've had to do that, he said, I'll bring healing to you. As you receive him. As a God beloved, your heavenly father. He will make you an ambassador, a king. You'll be sort of a prince for a long time. Mm -hmm. And you'll have to learn and grow. Takes years and years, but his powerful agape love and his governor, the Holy Spirit, will help you through your tests and your trials, will teach you all about the kingdom and yourself. He will help you to believe in him and his deeds and actions and his wonders that he desires for all of humanity to see and that his power of agape love overcame hell, death, the grave, hate, cruelty, unforgiveness, and even the law itself. He will spiritually stop the spiritual attacks, the assaults, the rapes, Being taken in the spirit to meetings, out of your body, against your will. He will protect you from the fear that's around. Maybe it might be in your dreams, your flashbacks, your panic attacks, and so much more. He'll bring healing. Great story. To say that is in Somewhere over the rainbow with Judy Garland, she got hit on her head by a windowsill and a tornado. She went sort of into a coma. And in her coma, she was in a dream world, Oz. And she took into that the fear and hatred towards this lady, Miss Gulch, who became a witch in the land of Oz. But she wasn't alone. Even there, she was given helpers, a lion with courage, a straw man with a mind and wisdom, and a tin man with a heart. They traveled with her. So in this movie called The Wizard of Oz with Judy Garland, she went into a wonderful fantasy world, sort of a coma, a place that would help her. Mhm. And in that, she had those helpers because she was going to run into her enemy, Mrs. Gulch, who had become a witch. And she was going to have to vanquish that fear of the witch and the witch itself in her heart and mind. And she did with the help of her three helpers. She was not left alone in that world in her coma. And when she threw the water on the witch to save Scarecrow, that out of love she protected another, the witch was vanquished. And then Glinda, the good witch of the north, something like the Holy Spirit, said she could go home, which means you could wake up whenever she was ready. So she said goodbye to those people in Oz, the lion, the tin man, and the scarecrow and she collect her heels in the ruby slippers three times and said, there is no place like home. And she woke up in her own bed with her Auntie M there. And then the three workers who came from the farm and even the fortune teller, the gypsy man was there, who in her dream was the Wizard of Oz. God will not leave you alone. Even in those times, he will help you. He will send helpers to vanquish your fears, your thoughts, and to overcome. He can go into your dreams, your secret places, your comas, your trances. He can help every part of your personality. Mm -hmm. He knows how to help you. He will do this for you now. Even today. In the hearing of this video, if you ask him, he will begin to really spiritually help you. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is have a little belief in him, not much, and allow him to help you. And the reason he can do it is you have now heard in your hearing. He is real and he loves you from me, the voice in the light. There's a great, wonderful Uh, story that I wrote about that, and I'm going to read it to you here in just a few lessons, few parts of my dear spiritual child letter, because I have come, Pastor Deborah, spiritually entered into your life, your spiritual situation. You see, he and I are like Christ Jesus. We are one. We are partners. I am in him and he is in me. He speaks through me, he works through me, and I allow him to do that, for I am in him. His desires are my desires here on earth. One plus one equals one. Him plus Pastor Deborah in her spirit, soul, and physical body are one with him and in him. When he brings me, Pastor Deborah, a spiritual mother, a shepherd, a pastor, a king, a mighty ruler, a royal priest into a spiritual life as yours, as a spiritual mother and shepherd, he's ready to fulfill his words of Isaiah 61 and 62 in your life so you will believe and see him that he loves you. And in the next couple of parts of this letter, I'm going to read to you, Isaiah 61 and 62, so you can learn him and learn about him and all that he wants to do with you, for you, because of his love for you. Then I'll read to you the story called The Voice in the light that will help you also. But right now, let's close out this part of the letter of my dear spiritual child from me. Agape love himself with the word of encouragement. He is here. He's never very far. You just reach for him with the best way you can, and he will begin his work. Dear Heavenly Father, you have spoken your words of love to them. Help them to hear you, to see you, to believe in you, that you are real. And you want them as a child. And you want to help them in all their situations, with all their fear and their thoughts and their disassociation in their worlds that they have created. And you can do that, Father. And we ask you to be with them and help them so they will know that you are the great I am. You are the God above all the little gods on earth. You are the God, the Great One, the Almighty Father. And you desire to be in an intimate spiritual relationship with them as a child so they can become your royal priest unto you, your king of the kingdom of heaven. A full ambassador under you, bringing treasures out of the darkness for you. Father, help them. Only you can do this. This is your work through the Holy Spirit, through your word made flesh, Christ Jesus. This is your work of agape love. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you in the next part. And we will work through Isaiah 61 and 62. His words of love to you. And why he's come through a letter of love. Bye. See you then.